This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. I know I'm great. Herbert on a third and ten. Shotgun snap. Throws intercepted. From bad to worse, game over. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That last play with, with Quentin at the end on the interception, was there a miscommunication? Yep, I, I threw it and the guy picked it off. He made a good play on it. Earlier on the show, host of the Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick. Coming up, actor Josh Gad. Plus, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this program to have a conversation. Overreaction Monday, the podcast version of it's been up for almost 24 hours. If you haven't listened, why not? Uh, you can also check it out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. What the football with Susie and Amy. Uh, I'm going to be uh, out there for you to listen to and view later on today. I believe uh, I'm uh, going to be stopping oh, by as a guest. Uh, I don't know you. how in the world they booked me. Look at you. Uh, don't but you want to go home and sleep? I can't <laughs> right now. Really? Yeah, I don't know what time stuff? it is, dude. Gosh. I don't know what time it is. But I'll tell you what, that that was a fun excursion to uh, I bet. London. Looks that great. stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You've been there. You've seen. Uh, you've been. seen an I, actual. I saw, I saw about, we got there late because we, we missed a train. Right? But yeah, we saw a Premier League game there once. It's a beautiful stadium. It is awesome. Unbelievable. I'll, I'll tell you this, because um, the International Series, let me just hit this briefly here, and then we'll talk about um, the rest of week six that I've yet to really comment on because I was on a plane flying home. I I love the passion for the game um, that that the U.K. fans have and the folks in London have. They're, the reaction time from fans, they're on it. They they don't need anything described to them. They 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 get the game. They totally understand it. They totally get it. They're not cheering when they shouldn't, and they're not, you know, uh, cheering longer when the play is over. You know, when there's a flag out, they totally get it. They understand everything. The passion and the singing, the karaoke, the singing is really cool. Yeah. Unreal. They were yeah. like bellowing out Mr. Brightside from the from the Killers. Yeah. You know, Sweet Caroline. I mean, and they're coming back from break and they're still chanting during second and eight, you know, and third and sevens. It's great to see. Um I I just don't know how it would work with a franchise there. And I know the commissioner has mentioned about having a Super Bowl there. That that would be wild. That would be absolutely wild. You know, and it would have to be earlier. It would have to be, I think, a kickoff would be three hours earlier than the usual, 6 Eastern. You know, it would be 3 Eastern, so the the, the game could start around 8 o'clock at night, London time. Um, but that's not the issue. The The issue is, is just maintaining a competitive aspect for a team in London, a team in Europe, and and... You know, I've heard, why, why not have uh, them have a, a place on the East Coast that they'd go and work out in and play like a month's worth of road games? And then they'd have a month's worth of home games where teams would come visit them. And I don't know how sustainable that is because I'll tell you what. Watching the Bills sleepwalk through the first three quarters of that game when they arrived on a Friday morning in London against a team that had already been there a full week in Jacksonville. I mean, the, the, the Jaguars fans who thought I was rooting for the Bills, it's kind of crazy. I knew I did a great job because I saw Bills fans saying, you rooted against us because you're a Jet fan. And Jaguar fans are just lighting me up that I was just going all goo-goo-gaga <laughs> over Josh Allen and, and the Bills yeah. and not talking about the Jaguars, <laughs> even though just take a look if you want to watch it back coming out of – Halftime, I'm like the Jaguars are playing terrific football here. Yeah, oh, I, I right. saw the comment. Whatever, you funny. know. But but be that as it may, but you got the Joe Buck treatment. I, I, yeah. hey, now Joe, now I know how you feel. <laughs> you know, although people weren't like accusing me of rooting against the Cowboys last night, thinking that I was, you know, that Joe was me. You know, like that happened a couple times for Joe and calling, being accused of bias on a game he's not calling. But you know, again, seeing this competitive advantage that the Jaguars had, this is no disrespect to them. They played a better game. They had a better team. They had a better day. But a team that's already been there a week against a team that had just arrived 
and the Titans just arrived. The Ravens were there all week. The Ravens, the last time they went to London, showed up on a Friday morning. They threw, they, 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 they did their business all week long. They flew out on a Thursday. They arrived on a Friday. And then they got waxed by Jacksonville, 44-7. To this day, the worst loss of John Harbaugh's 16 years as coach there. So they decided to do the exact opposite. It's kind of funny. When we sat down with, with John Harbaugh and talked That's to him smart. prior to the game, we're like, what was your philosophy? Is there science and anything that, you know, you deal with? He goes, science. We got our asses kicked the last time showing up late. We just decided. So I'm like, the full Costanza. Just do the opposite. <laughs> they did the opposite. They showed up on a Monday night. And they were there all week. And you know smart. what they looked like? Completely rested yeah. all over the Titans. So I don't know how a team can come and play a game in London against a team that's, that lives there. What a competitive disadvantage that is. It's period. Certainly if you're going to come from the middle of the United States or the West Coast, I don't see it. And then just growing the game too. Growing the game too, which I know is crucial, and I'm thrilled to be a tip of that spear. I understand that I'm, I'm probably speaking in a way that some folks in 345 Park Avenue are not terribly pleased with, but they, they know me, I know them, and, you know, I, I never sit here thinking, oh, gosh, I, I hope I'm not upsetting, you know, my boss. But I woke, I, I didn't see Dallas versus San Francisco until the next morning when I watched it, you know, in highlight form and then watched some of it back. Yeah, miss much. I, I know what you're saying, TJ, is having fun, but <laughs> I'm talking about the most important big games are played starting kickoff one in the morning. Yeah. One in the morning. How are how how are you gonna do it's just and it's a credit to these diehards in London and in Germany that they're up on it, staying up all night. Yeah. I watched the end of the Jets Eagles, which by the way it turned out to be, according to Jimmy Train, I saw it coming before yeah. on the air, the largest audience for a game this year. 26 million. Really? Yeah, yeah, on Fox, late window. Yeah. yeah. Late window. And um, and Eagles Jets. I mean, that's the Amtrak corridor between two incredibly passionate fan bases. Uh, you know, I, that game ended at 1240 in the morning. Whew. I stayed up. We were we and and there were some other games going on, you know, late window that yeah. that were fascinating as well, watching it. I've never had more Scott Hansen in my life. Susie got totally exposed to the witching hour. Witching hour. Watching right. Game Pass, which, really? by the way, is very well done overseas as well. Look, they're trying to sell the sport. I totally get it. I'm very excited to be the tip of that spear. I just don't know how it would work to have a London franchise. So what I think is it being attempted, although I have not had these conversations, is you build an international schedule. Have half a season in London where they get to see maybe the Jaguars twice. Anybody else that wants to come over and do that twice, great. If not, you get to see a whole host of players. The the folks at Tottenham on Sunday watched Lamar Jackson do Lamar Jackson things. They watched Derrick Henry on a direct snap do direct Derrick Henry things. Cool. First time the Ravens gave up a rushing touchdown all year. King Henry went to the left. He scored there. They They saw some really talented players do their thing. Travis Etienne the week before, yeah. Josh Allen, you know, you know, didn't have a terrific game, but he did find Stephon Diggs several times. Gabe Davis. I mean, they they saw some great stuff. Germany is going to have the Chiefs and the Dolphins in two weeks. AFC Championship game. I mean, you know? very exciting. And then following it up with all that excitement with <clears throat> Patriots and Colts. Listen, Ooh, it's yeah, going to yeah. be. Sorry. A lot of football placed on the international stage. I'm hearing Spain might be next. You know, they might go to a a different hemisphere as well. Put together a 10-game, 12-game international series, four windows of football. Who would sign up for that domestically? So. Meanwhile, back here in the States, with the Eagles and Niners losing, Look who that opens the door for a nice little one-seed path to the basket here if they keep doing what they're doing. Your Detroit Lions. Our Detroit Lions. Man. I love watching this team play. You keep thinking they're that plucky team from Detroit because they'll keep hitting you in the mouth. And they've done everything that Dan Campbell said 
that he would do, with the exception of the cannibalism, right? That we know of. They've really done that. They have built it. How good is this team? And David Montgomery's had a terrific season. He's now going to be out for a couple of weeks. So have Craig Reynolds come in and hit the crap out of the Bucks as Amon Ross St. Brown is catching one over the middle, and he goes all the way around the end for a score. Tiptoes down the side. Jared Goff. Everybody scoffed about Goff, and I totally understand why you would. Again, he was the Bambi out of cow that watched Carson Wentz have more success early on in his career. Okay, Carson Wentz was talked about an MVP candidate the he was, year. He was going to win that when year. When he blew his knee out, I know. leaping for the end zone headfirst in the Coliseum with Aaron Donald closing in on him. Bad career choice. He goes out. Eagles still win the Super Bowl, and Goff winds up making the Super Bowl himself a couple of years later with a Rams team that is coached by the Svengali of all offensive Svengalis of the current day and age, and that guy decides, I'm going with Stafford instead, and they send him to Detroit. And your initial thought is that is the NFL Siberia. And look what he's done in the NFL Siberia. Field Yates tweeted this out. His last 17 games, he's completed 67.6% of his passes for 4,473 yards, 29 touchdowns, four interceptions, a Lions of 13 and four. And those 17 games, the reason why we choose 17 games is because you know that's a full NFL season at present. These Lions could go 13 and four this year. For sure. For sure. I had a man crush on Aiden Hutchinson well before Dan Campbell. Okay? And I understand. I understand. I might, uh, coming up on tomorrow's on tomorrow's power rankings, I, I, I might choose another team above the lines right now because even myself, I'm trying to get to saying the Lions are better than the 49ers. If they play the 49ers minus McCaffrey or minus Debo and McCaffrey like the Browns did, Lions are going to win that football game, I believe. I think so. If McCaffrey's back and Debo's back and the full strength and Trent Williams can stand there and try and block Aiden Hutchinson like he blocked all the Cleveland Browns from beating the crap out of Debo Samuel prior to the game, <laughs> then the Lions might have some trouble. Certainly if they've – I can't even say if they go to San Francisco because this team, for some reason, just – not for some reason. I think it's the coach, and it's just their makeup. They're they're rallying on the road. And Goff is supposed to be the guy that you can beat outside of a dome. And they're going on the road. They go to Tampa, and they that wasn't close to being a game. It just wasn't. And you look at the games they have left this weekend at Baltimore. Man, is that great. Isn't this great? on a week that we're looking at Miami versus Philadelphia, and that could be, you know, 40 to 30 or whatever it is, that this is a game that could be like 17-14, swapping paint and hitting the crap out of each other because that Ravens defense I saw on Sunday against the Titans is top three in the NFL. Absolutely. If they're healthy. Roquan Smith was literally everywhere. Hmm. Sorry. And then, you know, home for Vegas on a Monday night. Dude. Should be a win. And by the way, Lions fans are showing up everywhere. They might have to go silent snap again, the Chargers, in week 10 when the Lions go visit. Then comes the maybe the softest part of their schedule, which is their division. Yep. They've got five games left <laughs> in division. You could see their toughest game in division they've already won at Green Bay. With all due respect to Minnesota, look that the, game look, against look Dallas. At the back half of that schedule at Chargers at Dallas. Right, and uh, and and again, you want to talk about beating Golf? You want them outside in the cold. The only one that's outside in the cold is at Chicago Week 14. Everything else is at home or in a dome. In a dome. Remember okay. when Matthew Barry said this when we were talking yes, fantasy about go get him for fantasy at Baltimore is outside. 
at Chicago is outside. Everything else is indoors where the track meet can go and yeah. golf can just sit back and pick you apart. And th- I'm telling you, you've got to believe in the Detroit Lions. You know? We've got a new uh, radio affiliate coming up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're, we're launching next week. I did an interview with them today. Nice. And you know, one of the one of one of the um, hosts asked, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, is there a come down to earth game for the Lions? And I'm like, what's come down to earth? This is a real team. This is real. This is real. Come down to earth is what? You're going to lose three more times before the end of the season. Guess what you are? 13 and 4, which is what Goff is over his last 17. This is real, folks. This is real. So the conversation about can they be the one seed? You bet they can. You bet they can as the Eagles and Niners play each other. And the Eagles play the Miami Dolphins and the Cowboys twice. And the Niners have two more games with the Seahawks coming up. Hell yeah. They could sit back and watch the Eagles and Niners beat each other up and then they play some tougher opponents and sneak past. And even if they don't sneak past the 49ers, do you think the 49ers would like to see the Lions come visit them (laughs) for a divisional game or an NFC championship game? Hell no. Not the way that they're currently playing. So stay healthy, stack wins, to use the phrase that Dak said last night. And sit back and watch it because they're for real. I think they've proven that over six weeks. Agreed. Let's take a break. Josh Gad of the great new play on Broadway called Gutenberg, the musical. So it's a musical, obviously, because it says the musical. Oh, that's a dead giveaway. (laughs) On the marquee. Uh, Diehard Miami sports fan. And, you know, he's your guy. Oh, I know. I know. Mikey, contain yourself. like his character. You like warm hugs. I love warm hugs. I know that. Josh Gad, let's talk Dolphins and Heat and his new musical coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So I'm just getting a text from the uh, producer of the London games and the Germany game okay. about we're learning when the teams are going to be available to us. All right. Um, it looks like both. It looks like the Dolphins are getting in first and the Chiefs get in late Ooh. in the week. Uh, again, I would I would counsel Uh-oh. any team, get there, get there, get there. We're meeting, you know, I fly in that Thursday. I'm leaving after the show Wednesday in two weeks. And I fly in Thursday. So I'm going to be totally jet-lagged out of my skull meeting with Mike McDaniel. We're oh, meeting right gonna, away. He's going to be all over you. Just, Dude, oh, it's yeah. going to be great. He's going to know Entire, what's up. I mean, I, I can't wait. <laughs> jet-lagged with Mike. That would be a nice podcast, don't you think? That's pretty good. Don't forget to ask Tyreek about his post-playing day plans. 
Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 You might want to skip that. He's one, got actually. some big ideas. No, he's going to be a big, bright, shining star. Yeah. From what I understand. <laughs> big, 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 bright, 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 shining, shining star. star. He's going to move Man to Torrance. Uh, you know, it's funny. Oh, it's funny. Torrance. It's funny. It's funny because it seems like That's every right. time they break the huddle, he's ready to shoot the scene. Oh, hey. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. you know what I mean, Jack? He tells Jack, "I'm, I'm ready. ready to shoot I'm ready. the scene." He's telling opposing defenses if they want a five or a ten. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's, I'll tell you, you know what it, you know what it is. Retiree kill for the defense. It's a YP. Yeah, it's, it's a YP. It's a YP. It's a, it's a baker's dozen. Of it problems. is that. A, I'll tell you that. Are we done? Oh, we don't have thirty to seconds. Do. I mean, we can keep, keep going. going. We can keep going. You know, yeah, it's a, Tyree Kill tells him to feel his that's heat. A kill. Feel, that's feel, a great feel, name. Feel, feel my heat. Who's his chest, Rockwell? That's what I want to know. Buck Swope. <laughs> See the buck swope. swope of that offense? Oh, my God. All right. Stay we're out of the donut shop. We're going to yeah. stay we're, out of the donut shop. We're going to tap shop. out. Right, we're tapping we're, out of that conversation. Okay, everybody? Rich. Let's go back to your homes. <laughs> back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk. Furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Is our next guest ready? Is he it's ne- Cosmo. Oh, fantastic. I, I cannot be more excited because he's a delightful individual. He's a delightful individual who loves his Miami sports, and we love him. And he's in Gutenberg the musical right now on Broadway. Good to see you, Josh Gad. How are you, so man? So good to see you. I love you guys talking about my Tyreek Hill yes, of my Miami Dolphins yes, sir. and his, uh, his very big uh, post-Miami <laughs> uh, ambitions. Plans. Plans. Um, yeah. Very big plans. Yes. I'd like I'd like for him to keep it in the pants for a couple of more years <laughs> so that we can uh, so that uh, he can use his hands for other things Understood. until uh, until he's ready to retire. Yeah. But uh, I'm very excited for him. He, he it really has changed the dynamic not only of, of Miami Dolphins sports but like just Miami Dolphins Florida fandom in general. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a long time since we've had you know I would say since LeBron since we've had somebody like this. That just changes the the dynamic. And now, obviously, with what's going on with Messi, it, it's just been a, a a really remarkable time to be a fan of, of Miami sports. It has been that, to say the least. And Tyreek Hill, he just gets better each week. It's, it's wild. You know, it's, it, wild. it's better each week. Raheem Mostert doesn't he doesn't do anything but score touchdowns. He's, I was saying he's Tyreek. Tyreek's gift is he makes everybody around him better and yep. faster somehow. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy how much speed we've got. It's it's wild. Well, it's the coach too. I mean, he's uh, Mike McDaniel's. By the way, he's funny. Have you ever chatted with him? Have you ever gotten a chance to meet with him at all, Josh? He's I, funny. I, 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 I can tell. I'd love to get stoned with him. He seems, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's always taking edibles before he does a, a, an Anything. interview. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before he before he wakes up uh, to start his day. Yes. I am uh, I, such a big fan of his. I love how you know he's he's just so unorthodox with the way he handles reports, with the way he handles press, with the way he handles talking to his team. You know, I I think that I've been hearing a lot about this lately, and I think it's pretty accurate that Mm. there's a very good chance Tua Tagovailoa is not our quarterback without Mike McDaniel uh, having his back. And I think that's been the greatest aspect of his otherworldly coaching skills is he bet on this kid at a time in which everybody in the press took a lot of cheap shots and said, this isn't the guy. Uh, And it's been remarkable to see Tua get confidence to see Tua overcome some of the challenging setbacks of last season and to go out there and just know that he has the skill set to do this and that he's got a coach who believes so fully in him. It's, it's, it's really fun to watch this here. I think you're absolutely right. I think that Mike McDaniel coming in um, was Tua's, I guess, saving grace. Obviously, his talent and his heart yeah. has a lot to do with it as well. But I just remember when McDaniel was hired, there was that video of him on uh, Air Ross FaceTiming with Tua. And even then, I think most everyone thought, I know we did here, that this is an act, right? This is just his way yeah. of of avoiding the subject matter of the departure from Tua that was inevitable in Miami. And instead, yep. 
no, he meant every word. And then Tyreek Hill comes and he's like, he's as good as Mahomes. Everyone's like, yeah, right. You know? Everybody was laughing up. Right. And, and it really has been, it's been remarkable to see Tua buy into that. You know, it, it's, it's gotta be so hard I, as, as an actor, I've dealt with my fair share of criticism from reviewers, from mm-hmm. fans, you know, when you do a performance and you can't help but take some of that in and to psychologically overcome um, so many people, both professional and in the fandom community, including a lot of Miami fans, yeah. you know, doubting you or doubting not even your skills, but your ability to stay upright. And to come back stronger than ever, to put your head down and go, I'm going to I'm going to shut up all the noise. That to me is almost as remarkable, if not more remarkable than what he's doing on the field, because it's very hard to tune all of that stuff out, I would imagine. And and it's it's been really um, incredible to watch him grow and mature. Absolutely. And we've been saying here we want salty too. and whenever he has like a, a press hey, conference where he he, he bows up a little bit. We have a segment called Salty Tua where we just give that sound bite. I just want to see, but that's not his nature. He's a sweetheart, but I kind of want him to just, you know, puff out the chest and go damn straight. I'm going to come for you with 400 yeah, it's yards. It's sort of like Salty Tua is kind of like salty butter. Like you get a little taste of it, <laughs> but it's very light on sodium. It's just kind of like a, it's. It's just it's, it, it sort of gets the job done. It's, yeah. it's but it's very sweet still. It's, it's sweet even though it's got some salt to it. And I know also it's 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 kind of amazing just to bring this full circle that um, you know Mike McDaniel is a successor to Don Shula for whom you know edible was a thirty ounce steak at five o'clock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh God, I do love a good Chula Steakhouse. Uh, yeah, it it is. It is. And I grew up. I grew, I've told you this before, but I grew up. You know, my my. I was. I started off as a New York Giants fan. Uh, you know, Lawrence Taylor was c- kind of. Um, you know, there there was a period where my best friend was a Giant. A Giants fan. And so I kind of came into football fandom watching that. And then there was that infamous uh, Leon Lett Thanksgiving game uh, when the Dolphins played, uh, I think it was 93. Uh, and that was the game that made me fall in love with Miami Dolphins. And I've never looked back. And that was Shula kind of towards the end of his prime. But I, I got a couple of years in there where I just so fell in love with that team and that coach. And, you know, after how many coaches have we had in the interim? Right. Everybody from Dave Wanstead to um, Joe Philbin, you know, to Joe Philbin. It, it, it's, it's been kind of lonely and depressing. Um, and to finally have somebody who comes and not only can do the job so handily, but seemingly loves to do the job. It, it's been, it's been remarkable. Uh, and, and it feels like we have a reason for hope. Uh, you know, for a, 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 a fan base that has had very, le- very little reason for hope in 30 plus years. And it's a wonderful notion. Uh, but that said, um, in the opposite spirit, I've noticed you drinking from a mug, Josh Gad, during this interview a couple of times. Yeah. Are those the tears of Patriots fans that you're 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 drinking up right now, uh, Josh? Right now? Are you drinking well, up the tears you know, of Patriots? Fans? You know, what's you know, what's really nice <laughs> is it's always good. To have something to soothe your throat <laughs> when you have been screaming for so much of your life that an organization has had way too much dominance over you and your fandom. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. Yes. It hasn't been difficult to cheer against the evil hoodie and his, uh, and his lack of quarterback skills right now that, <laughs> that he's employed yes. um, there. Uh, it's, it's been fun. You know, I think we've had our asses handed to us for so long <laughs> that we forgot what it means to like yeah. actually not see the Patriots on top. But my heart does go out to to all Patriot fans, kind of. Um, <laughs> you guys have had an, enough success in championships to last a lifetime. I love Spread it. the wealth. Josh, Spread the wealth, kids. Josh Gad here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll get to Gutenberg, the musical, in just one more second. I want to talk to you about your your Miami Heat um, and, and the, the run Ugh, that they went on. Do we and, have to? Well, no, I mean, look, um, you know, I know you didn't get Damian Lillard, but you still have uh, 
you know, the team that is always lurking, right? Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. It's a are. team that's always lurking. I want to, I want to, so I, I said this to a friend yesterday and, and I, and I want to pitch it to you and I, I want to ask your, right, your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried I'm a little worried about the psychology of the, of the Miami heat makeup. And what I mean by that is when you've got a superstar like Tyler hero, who I can imagine feels betrayed and you've got people like Jimmy Butler, who's been promised, you know, a a superstar player now for two years. What do you think that that has any effect on the chemistry of, uh, and the makeup of the team psychologically? Do they start to sort of, does does doubt start to linger into the locker room is my fear. Uh, you know, Lowry's name keeps coming up in trades. And, and I, I just worry that like the chemistry and the makeup of the heat culture, which is why we always seem to achieve, could be in jeopardy as a result of some of the, you know, opportunities that have been lost, but the opportunities to also unload teammates who may not be happy that their names were associated with unloading. That's an excellent question. Um, I guess the playing season will be the only way to see if it comes out in the wash. I will say that um, if, if Jimmy Butler basically coming to blows with Eric Spolstra during huddles of actual games, isn't going to tear this team asunder, then perhaps trade rumors involving players that are still there um, watching Damian Lillard show up in Good another point. spot might not uh, break you up. Uh, just because yeah. it, the culture, as it's known, is Spolstra and the team and Riley, you know? I mean, I imagine that will see you through. I just don't know if the seeing you through against a Celtics team that's as loaded as the Bucks is going to be it, it, the, the problem is, is The problem is everybody got better. And, and we, on paper, we did not, we did not get better. In, right. in fact, we lost pieces. So I, I think as a Heat fan, we're a little concerned, but we also know that like with Jimmy Butler anchoring our team and Bam Adebayo, we're always in contention somehow because they just will it into existence. It's, it's, it, and it is the strength of Spolstra and it is the strength of um, this incredible organization and this Heat culture that seemingly everybody wants to play for. Well, maybe it's also the power of Evo, right, Josh? Um, the new character. Yes. Uh, what did you uh, just as, again as a as a thespian, an actor, um, and somebody you know who understands uh, roles very well? What What did you think of Jimmy Butler's choice? Uh, of new character Evo that he showed up with the hair and everything else. I I really I really. Josh? I really appreciated it. I really appreciated it. If I were to try that same hairstyle, I would look like Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Um, (laughs) With or without the vacuum. With with or without the vacuum. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just with with a a coin toss constantly uh, happening. Uh, I I am I am definitely always interested in what um, what you know, new personas are mm-hmm. uh, the anchor of our organization takes on. Uh, as long as it keeps him from getting bored playing basketball, he can do anything he wants with his hair <laughs> and I will support it. Well, in that respect, Josh, uh, because, you know, we love you and because we, we knew we'd be discussing it. We have already mocked up a photograph of you with that hairstyle. Oh, yes. What do you think? What do you think? So that's, um, so I'm, that, I think the first adjective that comes to mind is, terrifying uh the second thing that comes to mind is is a question which is why uh why do this to your audience why do this to me why not is the more appropriate question Um, what do you i mean we can i'll send that to uh, you i'll send it to you so you can have i would i would actually rather you not um i would (laughs) i would like all images henceforth of that destroyed um that's pretty that's pretty upsetting that's okay. pretty upsetting all right so the split thank, screen you don't want to even see the split yeah. screen we even have that ready oh let's see it let's okay see it. i mean we can have let's that ready it. for you it's coming up yeah. there there we go i mean um, <laughs> Man, this is brilliant right there i think that's a buddy oh, buddy all right. that's your next musical right there by the way that could be it jimmy uh i'm gonna rich will give you my number let's talk let's do it let's uh, make it i have happen. an idea for i have an idea for a movie nobody will see <laughs> There it is. 
coming soon to a theater near you. Uh, let's, Josh Gad, I told this to you many times. Uh, the first time I was introduced to your talents and awesomeness and essence was seeing uh, the Book of Mormon on Broadway years ago, 12 years ago. You and Andrew Rannells were just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you, my so friend. to see the fact that you're now back together again on Broadway in a musical um, is awesome. Gutenberg, the musical, or do I do I do I pronounce the exclamation points? What? How, how do I pronounce this? Because there's two exclamation you, you, points here. You, I, I would, you I would like to hear. I would like to hear the pronunciation okay. if you were to take on the exclamation right. points. Gutenberg, the musical. How does that? Does it, that work? It, ener it energizes it more, and I think it gets your audience slightly more invested in it. So okay. I appreciate that. I, I love doing Gutenberg the musical. Nice. I call oh. it the Hamilton. I call it the Hamilton of our time, even though Hamilton is the Hamilton of our time. Yes. Um, and it's uh, it's one of these it's one of these shows that sort of popped into my lap out of nowhere. I was talking to the director, Alex Timbers, about doing one of my favorite musicals of all time. A funny thing happened on the way to the oh, forum. Yes. And uh, and I was I was desperate for, for a decade to come back and there was nothing felt right. And then, you know, we, we sort of ran into rights holders issues with form. And one day Alex writes me and he goes, have you ever heard of Gutenberg the musical? I said, I, I, I haven't. He goes, something I directed off Broadway years ago. I'd love to send you the script and the music. Take a listen to it. And it's about these two guys, Bud and Doug, who uh, have written a show about Johann Gutenberg, the inventor of the printing press. But they know very little about musical theater. They know very little about the subject matter, and they're doing a one-night backers audition to try to basically get a, a famous Broadway producer to, to produce this actual show. So very meta. And at first I was like, this sounds insane. And I read the script, and then I said, this is insane for all the right reasons. I absolutely loved it. And I said, the only person I would ever dream about doing this with is my Mormon co-star, Andrew Reynolds. And he goes, funny you should mention that. I sent the script to him, too. Oh, so he baby. played us into his hands and here we are three years later <sighs> and we're having the time of our lives it, 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 the the response has been effusive we just opened officially uh this past thursday and um reviews and and audiences alike seem to be going uh head over heels so it's it's been amazing and and i'm having the time of my life being back on the stage and when I cannot wait to see it, I, I honestly, I'd love to come to New York specifically to you, see that. You better come. And by the way, bring the kids. My seven-year-old and my twelve-year-old uh, just saw it. And but sorry, my seven-year-old, my nine-year-old, yeah, right. and my twelve-year-old just saw that. I, I they listen to the Rich Eisen show, so I'm worried about them <laughs> calling me up and saying we don't know our ages. But they, um, they're gonna. They came to see it. They lost their minds. Fantastic. It's really, it's really fun. Well, you two guys together, uh, honestly, I'll, I'll see anything. And certainly something that's uh, oh, matter. You said it sounds so inspiring as well. And the James Earl Jones theater. Do you ever meet James Earl Jones? Do you ever meet him? I yeah. have met, I met James. Uh, what, he came to book of Mormon. I actually think uh, more than once. And we got a picture with him <sighs> and uh, he's, uh, he's such a brilliant and lovely individual. And I actually, the first time I ever met James, yes, was I was in high school. Oh, I was in uh, middle school. Yes. And he came to speak at our school. And he, you know, he, I had never known he had a stutter, which is wild. Yeah. And he started stuttering in the middle of talking to us. And, and he started talking about how his entire life he's, he's had this stutter. And it was such a, um, it really spoke to me because, you know, I was overcoming sort of my own difficulties at that time. And I and I was really taken aback by like somebody who was just so open about their own kind of, you know, need to overcome something that felt insurmountable. Um, and and for me, it was anxiety for him. It was this stutter. And I I really that has always stayed with me and left such a giant impression on me. Um, for for the most of my beautiful. adult life, beautiful. And now you're doing a, a musical back on Broadway with Andrew Rannells in James Earl Jones Theater. Everyone should go see Gutenberg, the musical. Um, that's another way yes. that I can say Thank it. Um, and again, uh, yeah, I love that you gave. I love that you gave both words exclamation. I did. Words. Well, I mean, there's there. I I I pronounce you know pronounce it you know uh, the punctuation. That's that's what I do for a living. And it's and why again, don't I get to see a picture of you with the Anton Chigurh hair? I think I have it. Don't don't we have one of those? Hold on a minute. We we did that. I mean, this is all material, Josh. It's you know we're we're going over what we did a couple weeks ago, but 
I'll rehash it for you, uh, just so you could see. It's it's pretty. No, it's not. It's not. It's not pretty. You know, I, I I can put it out there. In the meantime, just again, Chris uh, Gutenberg is not. It's the printing press, not not oh, Steve. Right. I thought it was That's Steve. what he was talking about. You must get no, that a lot. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg it, it often gets. Um, thrown out there as as a subject matter that people think we're uh, sending up but it's not Steve Gutenberg. Okay. It has nothing to do with Police Academy or King. <laughs> it's all about the guy who uh, printed the first Bible. Okay, very good. Uh, all right, Josh, greatly appreciate your time. Gutenberg, the musical Love you guys. starring Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells. Uh, it's great to chat with you, buddy. Um, let's let's connect Always. again soon. Always a pleasure. Come to New York. I'll see you very soon. You got it, brother. That's Josh Gad, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was fun. He cracks me up, man. We'll see him at the Super Bowl. Hmm. I I I think it's possible, yeah. isn't it? We might get a preview this weekend. A chance. Dude. Tua versus Jalen. It is the Saban Bowl. Roll tide number one. Here we go. Devontae Smith, the one who Tua hit yeah. in the end zone, sparking the end of the Jalen Hurts era in Alabama. For the most part, is there for Jalen? It's the it's the Saban Bowl, bro. It's great. It's going to be awesome. Oh. We will take a break. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh boy, look at that! <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what you need to send to Josh <laughs> right, right now. Let's get it. That is uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's the oldest Olaf fan you've ever come across? Oh, man, I've come across people in their 90s. Uh, who are, uh, Olaf exactly. Yeah. No, like, like, like have all the stuffed animals, have all the... Have, have, oh, yeah, uh, you, you'd be surprised. Olaf connects multi-generationally. I mean, there are, there are people who are in their 80s and 90s who, like, have Olaf paraphernalia, who who let me know how important that character is to them. And I, and I think it's a, I think the reason that so many people connect to, to that little guy is, is there's a, there's a sense of like child, childlike wonderment that I think a lot of us um, forget that we have even when we're older. And it reminds us uh, of the purity of looking uh, at the world with our glasses half full. Uh, optimism that that Olaf brings to the table. Uh, how many uh, Olaf items do you have in your house? What's the grand I have total? the full size one. Okay. Then every yeah. miniature. I have like the full size one, and then I have multiple. I got a how, mug. What's grand, what's I, I'm thinking one, two, three, four, five. Oh, probably I'm six. Gonna have to, I'm gonna have to sign something for you. Yeah. Guys. No. Exactly. Totally go. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot before I go. Can you, uh, how would Olaf uh, term the drafting of Tua Tungo Bailoa to the Dolphins? Can you, can you, can you tell me what Tua thought about that draft or or the, or, or beating the Dol- beating the Patriots and knocking them out of the the bye week position? Do you got something for me on that front, Josh Gad? I love, I love everybody equally, and I just tell you that it never gives me joy to see any team down on its luck, except if that team is the New England Patriots, who've had it coming for a long time. So bye-bye. Have fun in the gutter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, that was fantastic. Ah, yes. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for everything that you need. <laughs> Let's talk about game time, folks. I love using the game time app. It is so easy to buy tickets using game time. Um, again, I'm thanks to you, um, Mike, going. Well, I mean, you see all this video from the Sphere in Vegas. Already checking out when Susie and I might yeah. be able to steal away to go see you two right now. And you can see everything right there on your app. You can see the pricing, the all-in pricing. You can see the view from your seat. And again, it's just a couple of taps to go and buy tickets. It is so easy to use. It is ridiculous. We all have an account through uh, the Rich Eisen Show's relationship with Game Time, and we are so thrilled that we can 
do that and tell you to just follow our lead. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem code RICH for $20 off. It is the lack of frustration that makes it so easy to use and you want to go back. It's like a pretty looking app, too, when you're on it. It's just as pleasing to the eye, and certainly are, the deals are as well. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Nathan in L.A. We haven't spoken to Nathan in a while. How you been, sir? How are you, Rich? I'm good. Welcome What's on your mind? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. What's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, my question was, Did you? I was wondering what you thought about seeing Jimmy Johnson in attendance last night at the game. Right. Uh, Troy quickly point out that he rarely even comes to games unless he's working the games. So I thought it was interesting to see him there. You know, he doesn't come to games regardless of who's playing. Now here he is. Yeah, in the I, Dallas I saw the video of, of, kind of, of him talking to Jerry Jones you know, before the, before the game as well. And look, you know, I mean, the, low down on the, the, uh, um, list of, I guess, storylines that people talk about for the Dallas Cowboys and it crops up every now and then when somebody else gets put into the Cowboys ring of honor other than Jimmy Johnson is why he's not there yet. Um, and, you know, it's time. It's way past time. It's kind of ridiculous that he's not there. And, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on right there. But it was thanks for the call, Nathan. It was good to see him. There was a funny moment where Irv is waving from one suite and there's Jimmy in another suite. And, you know, there's Troy in the booth and. I think Emmett zoomed in with Andrew, Andrew Siciliano in the third hour yesterday. Yep, yep, I mean, yep. You know, interesting to see. And the question is, can the Cowboys get back to that NFC Championship game this year? If Dak plays like that and they can come up with a win on the road in the playoffs that they have not come up with in a long time, they can do it. But it looks like they're going to have to do it at Detroit, at Philadelphia, or at San Francisco. Will they be able to do it? And there's a lot of football between now and then. They got to stack enough wins just to get there, and then take care of, I guess, someone from what the NFC South or South. someone from uh, yeah the South. So right now right? Dallas is five and Tampa is four. So like that's basically what just like last they'd, year they'd have to take care of somebody from the NFC South if they are the top wild card team as we expect them to be, and then they're going to have to be what the five C would go visit um, the the the. What, the one, maybe? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Five, five would visit the one, assuming the two and three advance. Yeah, man, man, just like last assuming, year. They might have to go to San Francisco right. or Philly or, yeah. I don't know. Seems un- seems unlikely. But they, I, I don't, it's just, you know who they should go get? Why not get Fournette? Get him. Get him. I'm kind of shocked that we're entering week seven and Fournette's on a tour now, right? Still doesn't have a home. Well, he there a was a report now? that he was visiting Buffalo uh, uh, to possibly join the practice squad, but I don't think that's happening. It just now. seems that they're missing one, one guy, right? Well, they're, I mean, missing, they're missing Amari Cooper. Well, that's what I said a few weeks ago. Yeah, you kind of nailed that. But, I thought. I mean, they might not have been able to pay all these other guys if they kept Cooper at twenty million a year. Maybe. But, you like, know, Brandon Cooks, that was nice to see him, TJ, finally you know, get involved. Get involved a little bit. Got a lot of targets, caught a touchdown. O- offense is very conservative. I mean, yeah. some. Yeah, it, I know. It, it's just, it is. But that's what I McCarthy make a bad said. I political joke that's, now, but I won't. But nope. it's just so conservative, man. And it's like you're, you're playing not to lose, right? And I, I get that. But at some point, you got to start taking. I don't want to sound like Corey talking to uh, the Penn State coach about just throwing yeah, just it, throw it up in the but, you know, at some point, it's like you feel like let's open this offense up a little bit. Yeah. But if you get the win, that's but all But you knew matters. McCarthy wanted to do that. He wanted to yeah. run it more. And the yeah. number of times that they would run first down, run second down, and they were running right into the line. But it doesn't seem like they're running a the whole lot. That's I've what been. I'm saying. If they are running it, if they are going to commit to running it, if they want to run it more, if they want to be more conservative, then go get, go get Fournette and roll him downhill. Not a bad option. Or if New England is done, go get Zeke. What, flip a five or a six or a seven to Bill? You don't think Bill would take that for Zeke right now? 
Probably. I really, I mean, if, they're, if they're done, if I, they I wind Zeke, up, I haven't seen anything out of him this year uh, that would make me he go. Had, Last he, game he played pretty well. But he had some burst. That, it got called back got against called back. Vegas, yeah, right? It was kind of nice. I, I mean, why settle? Why not ask for Ramondre Stevenson? The Patriots are going to be in a fire sale soon. So, see, Brockman, I like the way you're thinking right now, dog. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they, the the Niners showed you. When you go and you're aggressive and get someone like McCaffrey to add to the mix, that's a total difference maker. Yeah, you're okay. The Dolphins say, oh, it's great to have Waddle here, right? It's great to have all this speed. Let's go get Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Honestly, like there is some benefit to that. And you do sometimes look at the Chiefs offensively, say they're missing somebody. Well, with the defense and Mahomes and Kelsey, it doesn't matter. And and Pacheco is becoming more of an important piece, right? So that... You look at the Eagles, they're like, okay, let's get A.J. Brown. Total difference maker. Dallas is just, well, like, that guy's who's go. that next guy? Like, get that next guy. Get that guy. And who's that guy in, in, in the current trade market? Could it be? I'll throw another one out there. Ooh, ooh. Derrick Henry? Oh. Where you just say, screw it. Screw it. I mean, the Titans are getting there. To I mean, if Jerry Jones too. is saying, I'm 80 and I need to win one more and I'm going to yeah. do it, just screw it. What you Flip what you need to the Titans and put the star in the sign of Henry's helmet and say, now, now, folks will be like, oh, okay. You, you want to commit to the run. You certainly have done such a thing. And now you want to see Dallas come to San Francisco, Philadelphia, or Detroit? Uh-huh. Okay. Now you're changing your opinion. The aggressiveness. Who is going to be terribly aggressive in the next few weeks for Who trade deadline? It? And who's going to be aggressive in breaking up their team as well? 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Third hour is just for us. Overreaction Monday, my top five performances and more. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, man. And the Titans might be... Oh, I didn't yeah. get it, by the way, meeting with the, the Titans. Didn't get a whiff of that. Zero. Meeting with Vrabel was delightful. Delightful. Did you call him your son or something? I you know, did like not. Been doing to other Ohio State I did not. I did uh, not. Players across he the did bring up Michigan at first, um, you know, where we were in the meeting, mm-hmm. and he told Jamie Erdahl how much his wife loves watching her on Good Morning Football and how she's been, you know, she's great, she's awesome. I let that pause, and I said, does your wife have any opinion on the Rich Eisen show? <laughs> At which point, Kurt jumps in. He goes, can you just let Jamie exactly, have a moment? Exactly. That's what Kurt said. At which point, Vrabel said, no, my wife is, doesn't like a lot of Michigan people. <laughs> that's what he said. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's right. You were, so you were talking about Ohio State before. I was confused if it was the Ohio State or not. At which point, you know what he said? Nothing. Awkward silence. Terrible. Fell flat. <laughs> We moved on he's to football. A, he's all business. He was, but he wasn't as well. He's okay, he's got good. he's got you okay, know he's got good. the red ass in him a little oh, bit. He's great. He's terrific. He's great. He, he zero whiff of anything of like yeah we're about to break this thing up if we don't win. Zero of they, that. They should start to think about it. I don't know. A little bit of a rebuild. I also heard you drop there. There's an eye in Rich and Eyes into which Kurt replied, "Yeah, I've heard that. Nah, no, no, <laughs> I might have said that before." <laughs> It's called recycling. (laughs) Everyone should do that. It was a new continent.